0: Hi. Hello. Welcome to Knock Knock High with the Fleckens. <laughs> I am Doctor Flecken, also known as Will Flannery.
1: I'm Lady Flecken, also known as Kristen Flannery.
0: Should like like act like it's like a rock concert. Ah, ah, go out whenever I'm a little bit louder.
1: I, you know, when we do these, we're recording after lunch, and uh, I always wonder what it is that you have in that cup of coffee that you have with your lunch. Because you come back like this.
0: Uh, Just so you know, I have not had my afternoon coffee yet. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's the problem.
0: Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. Uh, We're talking to one, uh, one of my favorite people. Uh, we, we've talked to him before, Dr. David Hilden, chair of internal right? medicine, uh, the internal medicine department at Hennepin Healthcare in Minneapolis and host of the Healthy Matters podcast. Which
1: is where we talked to him before. We yeah, haven't had right. him on our podcast yet. That's but right. We've
0: been yeah. On his. yeah. We I was I've been dying to get him on. Um I just I I don't know why I love talking to people from the Midwest.
1: Yeah. I just, I, I they're like they're easy to talk to. They are. Yeah. They're friendly, great. polite.
0: And it's 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 really I think what's fascinating is living in different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. You just really get to see and experience like the differences would you
1: say we've lived in every major region of the country
0: maybe Um, not the
1: southeast but everything
0: else not southeast not southwest like well texas is kind of
1: southwest oh yeah if i had to put i mean so it's not southeast it's more southwest
0: so grew up in texas and how would you describe the people in texas
1: Um, in general
0: like the personalities
1: well, like slower. socially, like like the social glue that holds everything together yeah. is, um, how to put this, uh, inauthentic, <laughs> perhaps.
0: <laughs> all right. But you all, Kristen here is also a bit biased. She is not a big <laughs> fan of, well, of what didn't, you didn't enjoy your upbringing in Texas.
1: That's true. And I also grew up in a different. Heart, like a different yeah. subculture of Texas than right. you did. Right. Because you were in the city and I was very much out in the sticks. So it was different.
0: I would say what's what's what was so striking to me when we moved from Texas to New England
1: mm-hmm.
0: was how slow I talked. Mm, yes. Like everything. Yeah, it's a slower pace. Some, it's a slower pace. People mm-hmm. take their time. They kind of have long winding stories. They kind of right. just meander around in their thought process
1: but that's just kind of what's considered polite conversation right like you don't want to come off as standoffish or yeah rude and so you just like engage in conversation that's how it works right and and you give people you ask things that in other parts of the country feel like very personal questions right or like that's none of your business why would you even ask me that you know
0: i'd also say that um people are are Sometimes fake nice, right?
1: Yeah. That's what I'm talking about with yeah. the inauthentic thing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there's a, I mean, I think it's it's per, perhaps well-intentioned, right? Like it's meant to be sort of social lubrication yeah. that like in front of each other, we're all just going to get along and right. be nice. And then but we... then you hear what people really think <laughs> in right. the smaller, more private groups.
0: But then we moved to New England. Yes. And it, it literally—it was like I was like I had like cotton balls in my mouth or like marbles. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt like in in hearing Everybody people quickly. up there talk, I was like in slow motion. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing, and I I still feel like that's the case. I still feel like I talk slow. You're a slow
1: talker. I'm just
0: a slow talker.
1: I'm a fast talker. You did okay out there.
0: You did okay. Yeah. yeah. But then like the, it was like the second week that we were living up there, and. I was at the store or something and, um, some, I think some lady bumped into me Hmm. and she said, Oh, sorry. And I said, Oh, don't worry about it. And she turned to me and she's like, why would I worry about it?
1: (laughs) You're like, no, it's just a, (laughs) it's just what you say.
0: (laughs) That was the, that was the first moment where I was like, things are different up here. Yeah. Like people are in, in some ways I respect it. Like people in New England and the Northeast they're just like up front and yeah. they're just, they tell you what they think. Right. And
1: honestly, and that's my preferred way to be it's, because it's just so much simpler.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All the guessing
1: games. i Those are just exhausting.
0: Yeah. It, it was, it really was fine, but it is a more, it's just a more of a shock. More
1: direct. More of a yeah. culture
0: shock to mm-hmm. like see like a little bit more abrasiveness, you know?
1: See, that's its interesting. Cause I think some people do see that as abrasiveness, especially if you come from somewhere like the South or the Midwest, and then I don't really see it as abrasiveness. I just see it as like honesty and direct communication, which is the most efficient kind.
0: And then we moved to the Midwest,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which we wanted to stay. Like we love the people out there.
1: Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. It was I wasn't expecting to like it as much as we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did.
0: You? I told you I wanted to go to Iowa and you're So shocked. sad. <laughs> <laughs> you were you had all kinds of questions.
1: I really did.
0: What yeah. on earth is going on? But uh no, we went out there and we loved it. It's it, and you see that with uh, our conversation with Dr. Hilden just uh, mm-hmm. it just just so laid back, like easy Laid going. back, kind of
1: down home, right? Like just down to earth. Yeah. You know, people that if you needed something, they'd show up. Yeah. You know.
0: Exactly. But I mean it But they have great potlucks. Yes, in the Midwest. Right?
1: The potlucks are good.
0: I bet they're great. The hot dish. Yeah, the hot dish.
1: The tear tot casserole. Remember that?
0: <laughs>
1: but, you know, I mean, it's a little bit like the South in that there is still a little bit of that um, kind of indirect communication. Yeah. Right. Like it's still to, to everyone's face. You're all very polite all the time, even if you might not really truly mean that. So, you know, that can be a little tricky. Certainly for me, that's a little tricky. But
0: um. Yeah. But in the here's the people from the Midwest, I think they like genuinely like are just happy with you at all times.
1: Yeah. They're just kind of (sighs) easygoing Yeah, for the most part, I would say. Yeah.
0: Well, let's, uh, should we get to it?
1: Oh, we didn't do the Northwest.
0: Oh, the Northwest. Oh, what do we have to say about the Northwest?
1: What do you think the people here are like? I mean, we've been here a while now. Gloomy. The people are not (laughs) gloomy.
0: No, you're uh, the, um, Actually, I don't have a good sense. I think. What do you think?
1: We've lived here for what six years. Yeah, and I
0: don't <laughs> talk to people, Kristen.
1: You talk to people every day at your practice. Oh,
0: that's true. I do. <laughs> we gotta edit this out. I talk to people all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I meant
0: like, like. Okay, you're I right. I think
1: that people out here, like culturally, it's a little more like there's this spirit of independence, right? Like, yeah, like you do your thing, I'll do my thing. I won't ask what you're doing. You yeah. don't ask what I'm doing. That's kind of that thing. But then like if you need some, they're not like rude. They're just yeah. kind of letting everybody do their own thing.
0: Well, um, hopefully we managed to piss off every region of the country. <laughs> huh. uh, certainly what we were going for. I guess we
1: pissed off the Southeast by ignoring it.
0: Uh, sorry, we, we left it out. We have, I've been, to, I've, I've visited, but haven't, haven't, been. but let us know. We'll, uh, we're happy to fill out the rest of the map. <laughs> and the uh, next few episodes will uh, let us know in the in the emails comments and things. So all right, um anything else to say before we get to it?
1: No, I don't think Dr. Hilden deserves any uh any more about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, here he is, Dr. David Hilden. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience or DAX for short. This AI-powered Ambient Technology is helping you, physicians, be more efficient and reduce clinical documentation burdens that cause us to feel overwhelmed and burnt out to learn more about how DAX can help reduce burnout and restore that joy of practicing medicine. Kristen, you got to have that joy. You got to have it. Stick around after the episode or visit Nuance.com slash Discover DAX. That's N-U-A-N-C-E dot com slash Discover DAX all right we have dr hilden here can i call you david is that okay you go david? great yep or do you want to do more formal i mean you are oh, david's uh, good david you are an internal medicine doctor you're you're fancy you're smart But he's also you're also dressed much nicer than me wearing but he's a also coat. a
1: minnesotan so i feel like you know very friendly
0: is that what they're, they're, they're called they're minnesotan?
1: minnesotan yeah
0: is that yeah
2: Oh, yeah, we're very yeah, first of all, that was a good oh. That was a really good oh. <laughs> we gotta get that straight right now. It's been a soul. Thank you.
1: I've been and practicing. We, we go
2: out I'm in the sold. boat and you can uh-huh. call me okay. David. David's good. Although internal <laughs> internal medicine people are a bit nerdy, but uh but uh but we can keep it casual. You
0: are. I like your aesthetic. So people who are just listening, you know, you got the coat on, you got mm-hmm. you, you're dressing down a little bit, no tie, just an open collar, and you but you got the nice glasses. I'm always I'm a big fan. Uh, of a good pair of glasses so I, I applaud you on your choice of frames there
2: you know the, well i appreciate that coming from a guy who like takes care of people's eyes and i have <laughs> I have really really bad eyes so this these glasses if i were to go on the side view it's just like one of yeah. the bottom of a coke bottle it's pretty bad
1: yeah can you guess the prescription um, this is his party trick let's
0: see he's kind of looking at me a little bit dead on turn your head a little bit to the right uh, uh, you're you don't have a real strong prescription actually. Well, in
2: one eye I do. This one I oh, do. Ooh, oh, I've okay. got multifocals. I got the whole the whole shooting match.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You've oh, got it all. He's See, stumping you. But I oh, yeah, he, I think he's hyperopic. Are you hyper are you farsighted? You look a little farsighted on that left eye, like a plus. That could something. be. My
2: left eye is everything sighted. I think gotcha. the eye is not shaped right. It's you know I've mm. got a refractory problem. I had a it's surgeon, just all messed up. All I right. had a surgeon work on my 18 month old lateral rectus muscle, and I know you can oh. be impressed that I know what a lateral rectus
0: muscle is. That's pretty good. That's pretty I good. I forgot about it in med school. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> others. Do you know all the uh, extraocular muscles? Are you familiar with with how many are there? Do you know?
2: All uh, oh, there's there's uh, uh, there's six of them.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah, oh, is that's that right? Good. Yeah, that's, that's good. 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 And, that's perfect.
2: You know, I, and when I do patients, I, I like I make an H in front of them. Aren't you supposed to make an H in front of them and see if they all work?
0: That's really that's, extraocular movements. That's better than most people. That's that's fantastic. There you go. But I've now, I now I com-
2: told you the sum total of what I know. That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now I compliment you on your glasses. You're an internal mess. Can you compliment me on, I guess, my what, my liver function? Or is it, it, yeah, I-, I was gonna say your
2: liver looks really mm-hmm. good. I can't see the the lower edge of your liver. <laughs>
1: let's not tempt fate shall we (laughs) his internal organs haven't really been kind and your a1c looks
2: terrific both of your a1c's look really good i can see it from here (laughs) well
0: i want to i guess if you if you're if you weren't talking to us would you be in in on the wards right now do you how much clinical medicine do you practice at this point So I'm about 20 or
2: 30% only now, uh, because I have an administrative job. So I'm the chair of the department of medicine now somehow or the other, uh, my condolences. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that, that's been like six months I've had that job. And, uh, so I, I have a couple hundred doctors I have to corral, but I see patients in the clinic here at a big County hospital in downtown Minneapolis. And then I am in the wards just two or three weeks a year.
0: That's now, How was that? Was it an agonizing decision to go uh, the administrative route or were you, uh, was that something you wanted to do? Was it, uh, um, were you coerced?
2: How did this happen to you and do you need help? (laughs) Yeah, um, uh, I don't know. And yes, (laughs) no, I would. I was for the last few years, I was in a hospital administrative job. You know, we're, a, yeah. we're, a, a, you know, a, this big hospital, but we're just a single hospital We're the county hospital we have, we're like this big, huge dysfunctional family. And I thought, well, I'll be the, I'll be on the, on the administrative team. But that got to be meetings and meetings and meetings. And I, I swear to God, we would have meetings to plan the meetings. Mm-hmm. And it was agony. Well, I, I shouldn't say that in case my, my bosses might be, <laughs> might be listening to this, but um, I loved that job.
1: Yeah. No, uh, but
2: so now then I got back into, I took a year long breather where I just saw patients in primary care and yeah. I, I just did A1Cs and heart failure and all that. And that's what yeah. I did. And then, uh, I do tend to talk a lot. I do tend to do a lot of public relations for the hospital. So now as the chair of the department, it's much more of a people job and less meetings. So gotcha. I've canceled all the meetings to plan the meetings and it's much yeah. better. Now. <laughs> now, Don't how forget well-
1: the meetings to debrief about the meetings.
2: We have those too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like end, this. Yeah. It's like it's like this. This problem we have. It's pathologic. We have a meeting to plan the meeting, <laughs> and then we have the meeting, and then not the right people are at the meeting. So then you have a meeting to debrief the
0: meeting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a recovered academic, so I I feel like this resonates with me. I you
0: have totally no idea it what goes. either of you are talking about.
2: <laughs> you don't have to do that.
0: I I am private practice. We uh we all l- equally loathe meetings. I feel like and yeah, maybe in an academic setting, there's some people that maybe kind of like the meetings. I mean I'm just throwing that that's out a, that's there a
1: strong strong statement I,
0: I I don't know I mean you, you're, you, I, I could tell by the look's <laughs> it's on, a look of disgust on here exactly and then you know I not I'm, agree with me
2: no not at I'm at the I'm on the faculty of the medical school and so then we have that we have meetings to talk about promotions and that we have oh my goodness it's ridiculous
0: so how long have you been at the this uh, the Hennepin Healthcare, which is the safety net hospital you mentioned right
2: right. I've been here about 25 years, and we're. Um, it used to be called Hennepin County Medical Center. Before that, you know, about 100 years ago, there was like a giant house in downtown Minneapolis, which is a like dirt road. I assume and it was the city hospital. That was like in 1890 or something. That grew into the general hospital, which grew into this county hospital, and now we're down here on eight city blocks in downtown Minneapolis. And, uh, we have two helicopter pads on the roof. It's this big sprawling campus, but deep down, wow. we're just this County hospital, sort of the, uh, staffed by a bunch of Dr. Martyrs down here who are caring for, uh, uh, lots of vulnerable patients. And it's actually the best place to work. I absolutely love it.
0: Is it the only County hospital in Minnesota? I mean, I was, is it, I could yeah. Probably the largest, I have to assume.
2: Right. Yeah. Yes and no. You know, there are lots of little critical access hospitals, but we're, we're mostly yeah. a state of one big city, yeah. Mayo Clinic, a little ways south of us, and then a bunch of oh, trees yeah. and lakes and deer. I That's heard all about we have. that place. Yeah. You've heard of them. <laughs> yeah. you, maybe so heard you of know them.
1: about that? It's kind of. Once or twice, maybe. Rees yeah.
0: I've never been to Hennepin. I have been to Mayo, and I, I don't. I, I went to interview for residency there. And um, the one thing I really remember the most is just walking in. And it's just marble as far as the eye can see. <laughs> I assume Hennepin's similar. Is yeah, that... we're just
2: like that. We give <laughs> yeah. art
0: tours as well. No, that's <laughs> a funny thing though, because
2: here's the: I actually love um, art in he, art as part of healing. And yeah, so you go right? to Mayo, and I love Mayo. I love Mayo. Nothing of course, to we all do. Yeah, yeah, but they like literally have. Picasso's and things, like the originals. It's It's, incredible. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, you can get an art tour and a history tour. You come to our hospital, we don't have that. We have like two dogs, you know, a velvet dog thing and they're drinking out of a hose. But we have hundreds (laughs) of pieces of art here. Not
1: even a proper bowl. (laughs) No,
2: exactly. It's like it's just one notch above dogs playing poker. (laughs) But we do, um, when we built our new clinic building, it's six stories high. It's beautiful. It's this nice glass building. It's the only new building we've built in years. We have four, five, 600 pieces of artwork that people donated and they're lovely. They're Mm -hmm. just not Picassos, but they're done by employees and local people. So it's, uh, you know, I really think the the power of art in healing is something that even here at the county hospital that we need to have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What is it that kind of just keeps you, I mean, guess what, what fascinates you? I don't know what the word is, but what, what is, uh, what is it about the county hospital, the, the working there, being in that environment that is so appealing to you?
2: Yeah, uh, that one I think about a lot because, you know, and I do this to the people in my department. I go, why do you work here? You know, hospital. <laughs> I was going to just say that. Yeah, why, you know,
1: know, why, do you, why do you work here? <laughs> that's hosp- something like you can only say internally, right? Like you can't make fun of someone else's brother. Only that person exactly. can
0: make fun of their brother. Yeah, that's right. mm-hmm. That
2: is exactly it. Because, you know, I do literally say, you know, and everybody knows this. So I'm not telling them what they don't already know. The hospital down the street paying a lot more than we are. They really are. And um, and they don't have some of the uh, more challenges that we have. But but our patients are generally lower income, not all, but generally lower income. There's a lot of immigrant population, non-English speaking people. We see a ton of people who are experiencing homelessness. And I, you know, I can look out the window and see some of our patients, unfortunately. And but at the same time, our patients are kind and they're grateful and they're wise and they're forgiving mm. of our frailties, you know, and our, our healthcare systems, frailties is maybe a nice way to put it. Uh, <laughs> sure. They're, they're forgiving of that. And, you know, and I have patients, I have a Muslim patient who he goes, I'll pray for you today. You know, so I got a lot of people praying for me, which is probably a good thing. Um, and we have people that, that's, that,
0: that's gotta be a, a, a perk that you probably sell to to people coming in to, to get. Exactly. It's you know.
2: very mission driven and it's, yeah. and frankly, it's a riot. I mean, it's fun to work here. It really is. There's never a yeah. dull minute. Our patients do the weirdest things, and they—they're um, uh, not for any fault of their own. Uh, they're just—we just have a cross section of humanity, and it's a yeah. wonderful cross section of humanity. And they don't look like me. They're not Northern Europeans, Scandinavian, Minnesotans. You know, they look like <laughs> the world, and I love that. And so that's yeah. what most of our people here are like. And I did my training here all the way back to my training. So I've been here. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah.
0: Is it, um, you mentioned, you know, other hospital systems being able to pay more, you know, so I feel like all of us in healthcare, you know, we're always thinking about like staffing issues. I'm sure you, more than anybody else, you know, in your role as an administrator, is it, have you found it hard to recruit people, either physicians, uh, nurses, you know, support staff, whoever it is, is it, is it more challenging in this environment? To some degree it is. First of all, if people aren't from Minnesota, it's, um,
2: I've even been told this by physician recruiters, it's really hard to get people to come here. <laughs>
0: cuz all to Minnesota? Can, yeah. I, the, I,
2: oh.
1: Well, it's quite cold. There's,
0: there. a, there's, bunch there. yeah, there's a bunch of lakes there. Yeah, there's a bunch of lakes.
2: It's beautiful. But it it's is also beautiful. they tell me it's hard to get people to leave then. So it's, mm. so you it's oh, hard to get people to come here, but then it's equally hard to get them to leave cuz they found out that oh my god, we're in God's country here. This is this is where <laughs> you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to come to the hospital I, I come straight out. I hire a lot of people. I hire doctors all day long, and, and, and nurse practitioners and the whole shoot and match. And I say, I, I'm just blunt about it. Um, if, if maximizing your income is important to you, there's no judgment uh, from me. I get it. You might have medical student loans. There might be lots and lots of reasons. But we do pay a competitive salary. So I just set it aside. I put that part aside. And I go, here's why here's why we might be the place you want to work. You get to teach students. You get to teach residents. You get to care for a broad swath of humanity that needs you. And that really does resonate with a lot, a lot of doctors. And many of them say, oh, yeah. that's kind of why I went into medicine, you know, and, and yeah. that's OK with me. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. I would imagine a place like that, it's easier to see um, the difference that you can make in somebody's life. You know, like the 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 difference that you are able to make in their life is maybe larger than for a population who's a little more, you know, affluent or homogenous.
2: Yep. I think that's exactly right. Um, you're, you're hundred percent right. You know, and, and we try, I always tell people, you know, when I'm hiring them, I don't want to hear any excuses about why you couldn't provide good care. Uh, I don't want to hear that they were, well, they didn't take their meds. Well, no, they sure didn't. And I don't want to hear, oh you know, they were poor. They didn't speak English. Well, those are all true. Nonetheless, do your best and do everything you can. And I think you really can make a, a really big difference. Um, yeah.
0: Now, who, who is it that uh, you mentioned students? Is it University of Minnesota? Yeah. Like who all comes through? Hennepin? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So when I, when I, it's University of Minnesota, we're an affiliate hospital of the University of Minnesota. And so it's, it's maybe several dozen of them here on any given day. I can see the university from here. I'm gonna wave to them, but we're, and then we have our own residency and, then, oh, gotcha. and that's what I did. So, like, when I did residency here, it was, you know, we didn't have work hours. It was 110-hour work weeks, and I'm not even kidding. We did walk uphill both ways to and from work. And it doing, was, were, you it was were you doing I, your own gram stains? doing your own gram stains? <laughs> we did our own gram stains. We're spinning our own urines down. Oh, yeah, we did all that. But it is true. I, I came into my first day as a trainee from the university. And, you know, I come in on a Monday morning, it's seven in the morning, I'm doing a surgery rotation. I'm terrified of that. I'm still terrified of scalpels and all that. And I, they said, okay, your shift ends tomorrow night at dinnertime. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like seven mm-hmm. in the morning on Monday. And I call my wife and I said, I'm coming home tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> like, and she said, like, Thirty-six what? hours from now, night, and that's <laughs> what training was. And that was it. I didn't have a toothbrush. I had to steal one from one of the patient, you know, rooms. So that was our training here. And then I just never left. And so we have students, we have residents, and then I just stayed on the faculty.
0: You're a lifer. I
2: am a lifer. That's kind of darky, isn't it?
0: Well, I want to. I want to talk with you about uh, radio. Yeah, because you have uh, some experience here that I think a lot of people don't have that, which I think is fascinating. You are the radio doc. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, so t- tell us your background in radio, how that started. I'm, I'm fascinated by this.
2: Yeah. So I was minding my own business as a primary care doctor, you know, of stamping out. All the di- best
1: stories start that way.
2: Yeah. Minding my <laughs> own business once upon a time, stamping out diabetes wherever I could find it. I'm doing that. And so the hospital put out an all points bullet. And we're going to do this radio show. It's on AM Talk Radio. Who wants oh. to do that? And I have two friends. Still, they're still my friends. They go, well, you never shut up. You should audition. <laughs> and I don't shut up very well. I'm working on it. I'm working on my listening <laughs> skills. So I go down there and I did some, some made-up thing about colonoscopies at the radio station. And I got this job. And it's on what's WCCO radio, which is an upper Midwest kind of a big deal. WCCO is the precursor of General Mills who makes Cheerios that's here. And so they had a radio station 100 years ago. It's this giant radio station that everybody listened to. I listened to it, you know, growing up. If your mm-hmm. school's closed, it's on WCCL. So I go on this radio station and I talk to people every Sunday morning live about their medical problems and they'd call in with everything. And I, it was an older audience, as you maybe could expect, mm-hmm. because who listens to AM radio on a Sunday right. morning? Mm-hmm. So I went over there and I did that show, my first show in January 2009 and it's wow. unscripted it was an hour long of live radio and people would call in i would just answer their questions and and it got it went for 13 years and wow. i did 676 so cool. shows every Incredible. sunday morning live and um it was really fun i'd get farmers calling in they like, they'd call in <laughs> One guy called in a lot, and I can't remember his name, or I wouldn't use even if I could. He would say, "Well, you know, it's seven in the morning. Seven in the morning. I've been up for a few hours, and um, you know, I'm having a little chest pain, but I had to feed the cattle. And you know, <laughs> the, so this guy's out there. I can just imagine this old guy. He's oh, like man. in his eighties. He feeds the cattle, but then he has some medical question. But he had to feed the cattle first, and he would call me to get advice. So I, I really got a conversation with." Good folks in the Upper Midwest. Let's just
0: put it that way. Yeah, yeah. That sounds. I I, I could have used that to they do research like a for my videos.
1: hotline, right? Because the they don't want to leave because you know the right the cattle need fed or the crops Got need to, to come in fence. or whatever needs to be happening. So if they had a hotline to call,
0: maybe mm-hmm. you could
1: direct them in the right way.
0: That's uh, they, so you just recently stopped then you said it, it went mm-hmm. for 13 years so what It did go for 13 years and and you know did you just did you fix that did you answer all the yeah, there questions There no other problems
2: you know there was no other problems it's funny <laughs> it's funny you bring up Duluth though you brought up Duluth you know Duluth is going to be the one climate change safe city so you're going to love Duluth in about Kristen, fifteen years
1: yeah, I'm into that
0: Kristen's a a, um, a, a am, amateur doomsday prepper <laughs> are well, you Cause, no because there are professional doomsday preppers but she's not quite that bad
1: I'm not yeah
0: <laughs> but she, I she like to think of places. myself
1: as a rational, future-oriented thinker. <laughs> I think it's
2: just, that's exactly what you are. You're just thinking you. ahead and planning for what's going to happen. Well, Duluth, you right. know, it's got it all. It's going to be like the climate of Kansas City. And it's going to be, uh, not that this is any of this is good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> None of this is good. But they've got a big lake there. There's going to be yeah. beaches. You know, it's going to be Duluth. And one time on the radio show, you know, I was new in the radio show. And some woman calls in and says, I have this sound in my ear. It sounds like a, you know, and she's describing tinnitus. She's, I've got this, this thing. It sounds like a foghorn in my ear. And I was new at this thing. It's live radio. I didn't know what the heck to say. So <laughs> just what came out of my mouth is, well, you don't live in Duluth, do you? And because Duluth has ocean going <laughs> ships. And I was just trying to say, well, maybe you're actually hearing a foghorn. And so um, I and so <laughs> I said, well, maybe maybe you don't have tinnitus, maybe you're just living in Duluth. But I was just I was just tap dancing on live radio because I didn't, yeah I didn't that's know what awesome. she was talking about. But that's um, that I stopped it. You asked why I stopped it. Well, you know, 13 years at seven in the morning, mm-hmm. and although we had a pretty decent audience, you can imagine what the the audience for AM talk radio is. It's right. it's not exactly growing. And as much as sure. I loved the listeners, it was probably the same yeah. listeners each week and we decided to try different things. So now I have a podcast. It's called Healthy Matters. And it is uh, mostly for the lay public, similar to the radio show, but it's produced now. And so I, I can't have live call-ins. I do miss the live call-in part, but we, we try to yeah. give trusted medical information to the community via the podcast. And all of this has led to all other kinds of media stuff where I can go on the news locally just to give yeah. sort of in the age it, of misinformation, give a little good information.
1: Yeah, that is so desperately needed. So I'm glad you're doing that.
0: And it all started just because you you said, yeah, I'll try. I'll try this. I'll try sure. sure.
1: We'll I'll talk into a microphone.
0: You just say yes to some opportunities and you never know. Of You, you could end up on AM radio. You never you could. <laughs> that's, that's you could. Right. And, you know, it's, it's really ballooned, um, you know, just from that. I
2: remember the, you know, so the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl came to Minneapolis a few years ago, 2018. It was pre-pandemic. So flu was what all everybody cared about was flu. There was no such thing as COVID. No one had heard of it. Everybody was definitely afraid of flu. And so I was on national news, you know, standing outside the stadium, which I can see also from my office here where the Vikings play and where the Super Bowl was. And I had ABC World News tonight, you know, talking to me do you think it's a good idea that all these people are coming together because they could get flu? <laughs> I'm like, So the radio show has led to some funny things like that. Like I'm, I'm literally, uh, I talked so much to so many people about flu and then obviously it switched to COVID, but it, it has resulted in things that I never, ever, ever dreamed I'd be
0: doing. You mentioned you tried out for this. Uh, who did you beat out for this job as an AM radio host? So I think, I'm not sure, but I understand there was a psychiatrist.
2: And a gastroenterologist oh. who tried out for it. And uh, I'm not sure you can make years, a decade's worth of stuff out of the GI tract, though.
0: Yeah. That'd and so be I think pretty maybe tough. that guy
2: could have been the best one in the whole wide world, but I got it because he's going to talk about your intestines. You know, How much can you go right. with that? I mean, I that's think it was yeah. smart
0: to go with someone with a little bit more broad you know, yes. spectrum of, of expertise. Like, what if I had gone for that? Like, I would have been a terrible choice for that. Oh, yeah. Like, how often can you? I can kind of talk for I can talk for maybe a couple hours, you know, Could about you, like the... like one, one woman calls in and she says something
2: like, I, I swear to God, she was having a stroke. I know she was having a stroke. So I have this little lady call in and she said, well, I woke up this morning and I can't talk very well and my arms weak and all this stuff. And, and, oh and God. I said, Oh honey, you need to not call the radio and you need to be <laughs> calling 911. And oh, so we no. did, we called 911, but I'm not oh, sure. You know, I know that ophthalmologists are smart. Yeah, but I'm yeah. not that's sure that true. the whole breadth of of, of medical topics. <laughs> I
0: would have I would have fumbled the tinnitus uh, question for sure. Like that's oh, in the neighborhood, yeah. Ears, it's eyes, close, eyes, close, but yeah. Don't give me too much credit here. Uh, I, I could handle the stroke stuff though. I can I can recognize if someone's having a stroke. Yeah, yeah. Kristen could handle the stroke thing. Better I, than you I was could. Like, oh, you yeah. know,
1: I was thinking that, but not saying. Like even I know those are stroke <laughs> signs. <laughs>
2: Slurring your speech, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, but uh, Kristen, in general, I think you could handle that show better. And, and, and all due respect,
0: better than yeah, better than
1: Will. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably so. That's and true.
0: So, did people, um, w- whenever they came in to see you as a patient, like, did you ever get recognized for your voice? Has oh, that all has that happened? Yeah. Well, yeah. that
2: still happens to this day. I'll have, um, well, during during the pandemic, um, I had many of my colleagues say, uh, I had this patient who just simply said. I'm gonna get this this COVID shot because you told him to on the radio. So that happens all the time, all the time, all uh-huh. the time. But many times, um, uh, I'll have another colleague saying, "Can you can you come down to this inpatient room because Mildred is here, and she's a big fan, and she listens to you, and she visited you at the live show at the state fair, and she would love to have it." And I'm thinking, oh. You're going to be so disappointed when I show up. You're just like, it's just some <laughs> guy showing up. I'm like nothing. You know, I'm not bringing eight by 10 glossies, uh. you know, <laughs> to, to sign. I'm just like this local county doctor that, but she listens every week.
0: Let's take a break. We'll be right back with Dr. Hilden. Hey, Kristen. Yeah. Do I look like a cardiologist when I hold this?
1: You look like you're trying to be a
0: cardiologist. Oh, because I'm an ophthalmologist.
1: Well, and just like, what are you even doing with your hands there? <laughs> I,
0: I do. I feel like a cardiologist. Yeah, though. and that's the most important thing because of the stethoscope. Yeah.
1: This it is, is so the, cool. the tool of the trade.
0: It's an Echo Core 500 digital stethoscope with three lead ECG. It even makes an ophthalmologist feel like a cardiologist.
1: That's saying something. Right?
0: And it's got 40 times noise amplification, mm-hmm. noise cancellation, right. three audio filter modes, and a full color display.
1: Yeah, it's bananas. It's
0: it's, it's what stethoscope has all of that?
1: I know. We Nothing, live in the future. No,
0: just the Echo Core 500. That's right. That's it. Uh, and you can also record, review, save, share, yes. all the things you're listening to.
1: That's right. As, 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 as
0: great teaching, it's great for teaching. It's great for just learning yourself. And also, we have a special offer for our U.S. listeners. Visit echohealth.com slash KKH and use code NOC50 to experience Echo's Core 500 digital stethoscope technology. That's E-K-O-Health slash KKH and use NOC50 to get a 75-day risk-free trial and a free case and free shipping with this exclusive offer. Hey, Kristen, do you mind if this little guy stares at you while you talk? Well, you know,
1: they're kind of growing on me. I mean, hopefully not literally, but but these cute little guys. You know what they are, right? Yeah.
0: Demodex mites. That's right. They cause itchy, red, scaly skin on the eyelids because yeah. they live on the eyelash follicles.
1: Yeah, just eating up all your <laughs> dirts and oils. That's why it's important
0: to get your eyelids checked out if you have those types of symptoms. Don't freak out. Get checked out. To find out more, go to EyelidCheck.com. That's E-Y-E-L-I-D-Check.com to get more information about Demodex lepritis. All right. We are back with Dr. David Hilden and uh, Minnesotan extraordinaire. Oh, that was better. Minnesotan. Minnesotan. Uh, He
1: needs some work. Wouldn't you say? you
0: pronounce the T? Do you like enunciate the T's? No, it's it's softer. It's soft soft T. Minnesota. Um, There There you go. go. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So what I thought, uh, what I'd like to do with you um, is uh, do a little little activity, a little game that um, I actually don't have a really good name for this. We're just going to rank organs. Because one of the things I find so interesting about um, internal medicine doctors, actually, so I will say impressive, is that you just, you know so much about all these things that you can't see. You see, like I can look at the eyeballs, I can actually see exactly what I'm Only treating. Only the
1: front, though.
0: I, I can look at it, I can see everything. Oh, yeah,
1: you have the torture devices.
0: Yeah, we can, we can, uh, anything we diagnose for the most unless you're like a neuro ophthalmologist, but they're like unicorns in ophthalmology. Uh, I, I can, I can see everything that I'm diagnosing and treating, and unlike you who can't. And there's, there's so many things inside the body. And so I just, I, it sounds, it seems really hard what you do, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, why did you choose such a hard job? Yeah. You, I appreciate that because it allows us to sit around drink coffee
2: and eat donuts and talk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's you the love real doing reason. that, right? Got oh, your egg we can
0: all day and long class. and drink
2: coffee and talk about what we can't see. Well, you know, the differential is really long on
0: that, Will. You know? <laughs> Let's go through it. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah. so what I thought we could do, I, I wrote down um, 10 different internal organs, okay? Right now, these are all things that I don't have uh, a lot of knowledge about, just what I remember from med school. Uh, and uh, But since we're talking with a bona fide internal medicine doctor here, I thought we could do something that this is actually a variation of a game that's that's done on TikTok believe it or not. So you are going to rank these. We're going to draw them randomly and you have to slot them 1 to 10, all right? Mm-hmm. Not knowing what's going to come up next or what's going to come up later. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Do I get CME credits for this? That's what I yes, want. Yes, you do. To know. This is <laughs> yeah. a, definitely you get all your CME, you can do, just whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> okay, I think okay, I'm ready to go. Is it going to you know, be like the optic nerve, the lateral no, rectus No, 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 no. These are all. I didn't cheat. These are all things that are in the inside the body that you can't see. Okay, I'm what would nervous. be considered internal organs? Okay? okay, are you ready? And you say, and the the criteria is whatever you want to be. It's it's your personal ranking. What just define that however you want. All right, this is Got very it. scientific. Yep. all right okay. one one being your favorite the best 10 being the worst all right here we go and Kristen's going to draw these randomly
1: Ooh. so let's go so that's a heck of a one to start on the heart
2: oh number one.
0: <laughs> Ooh. all right do i have to tell you why or is it you know yeah, yeah and well, i can't change I, my answers abs- later you cannot Correct. change your answers no
1: We're, and will's writing them down so
2: you're not going to yeah, do
0: that I'm keeping i think
2: your heart is number one and because i kind of wanted to be a cardiologist Oh, did you? Oh. Yes, it's so cool. It's got, it's, it's a, it's first of all, a chemical reaction that leads mm-hmm. to an electrical current, which leads to a mechanical pump. It's like the full package of engineering dorkiness.
1: That is true. I have never I've heard never it heard presented it. that way. But well, it is. It's pretty very good. Cool.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Number a, I'm, one. I'm almost buying that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we got one out of the way. Let's go. Let's all next. right.
1: Just a single lung. He <laughs> didn't say lungs.
0: A,
2: well a, a single just I'm says gonna, lung. I'm gonna go with number four. Uh, oh, okay. All right. A, a single lung is number four. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, number four is lung. I I do just for the record I do know that there are I do know that there are two lungs I don't know why I just wrote lung but lung is what I wrote. Is there
2: another sheet in there, Chris? Is there another sheet in there that says the other lung?
1: No, I think it was just a Freudian slip. I just wrote
0: down one lung, just whichever lung is your favorite. If you had to choose a right or a left lung to hold on to, you know it's gotta
2: be it's gotta be the. the, the right one because it has three lobes and the left um, one only has two, and so it's the better lung. And I've actually <laughs> held the lung and they're kind of gruesome, so I don't think that's why it's only number four.
0: I know it's important, okay. but it's not that. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter how important it is. It's it's up to you. Yeah. It's whatever yeah, exactly. your criteria your
1: subjective are. opinion. All right.
0: That's right. Okay, okay. okay. Omentum. Omentum.
2: <laughs> you did study something in med school. So <laughs> omentum, I'm going to have to go with, like, number eight. All right.
1: You're going to have to tell... Our non-medical listeners, yeah. what oh, is it's an omentum? It's,
2: it's part of your guts. It's you know, it, it slides around in there, and kind of holds all the guts together and it's kind of it's kind of at a height. Like sausage effect. casing. Uh, it, oh yes. That's kind of that's <laughs> kind of what
0: <laughs> something you might find at the Minnesota State Fair. Exactly. You can you can probably eat that if you if you deep fry it.
1: Oh yeah. Also put some eggs in there.
0: Perfect. Oh my. Um <laughs> <laughs> yes, the omentum. It's like a isn't that like a fat curtain? That's what I was. It is. Always, always it is, it, it is it. like a mm. fat
2: curtain in there. Your surgeon has to cut through it when they're you know when they're operating in you, and yeah. it kind of holds things together. It's connective yeah, connective tissue sort of of your gut,
0: but also seems extraneous.
2: Mm. To it it a really does.
0: Extent, extent. It really does. You know.
1: What if you didn't have it? Would you have a problem?
0: Good question.
2: Yeah, you know, I don't. You know, I think you, you things would slosh around in there a little bit, and <laughs> <laughs> if you do yeah. if you. <laughs> It provides a little
1: a little firmness that might be helpful. It does. That's it
2: right. kind of holds it kind of holds your bits together in there.
1: <laughs> hey, don't look at me like that. You're the one that put it in there.
2: I
0: did. <laughs> I All can't right. believe you
2: put that in there.
1: <laughs> okay, and again, a single kidney.
2: Oh, I kidney. oh, kidneys are very cool. So mm. kidneys kidneys are very cool. So I'm gonna have to go with number two. Okay, Ooh. two on I the kidneys. Right. The it's kidney. another internal medicine dorky thing, but kidneys do like. Ten things, and most yes. of us think they just make urine, but <sighs> they do like ten That's other things. I thought. No, so, oh, oh no, they're very cool. Um, and and. Yeah, that's number two.
0: So cardio, uh, the heart and is takes the takes number you, one in
2: kidneys and number two. And and you'll find in internal medicine people, you'll get a cardiologist recommending one thing for the health of the heart, and it's always exactly the opposite of what the nephrologist <laughs> is recommending for the kidneys. That's why we often say things like, Well, it's why the good Lord gave you two hands. <laughs> one of them is to get more fluid in the body because that's what the kidney doctor wants, and the other is to take more fluid off the body because that's what the heart doctor wants.
1: Wants. that's yours isn't it the cardiologist and yeah, the nephrologist that are at war in your skits always yeah. going
0: at always going at it with each Eating other salt that's right they, are, they never agree <laughs>
2: that's right yeah. it's like good grief i have to pick which one of you i like better and take your advice and hope it's the right thing
1: you're like the child right. caught in the middle <laughs> yeah, of divorcing are. parents you
2: are which i'm sure is great comfort to people listening <laughs> to the <this> show <laughs> <That's> right. <Exactly. laughs> all right
1: okay Thank gallbladder
2: Oh, gallbladder's got to be like number nine. Nine, okay. All oh, my gastro- to friends are gonna hate me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know bladder. you can live without the thing, you know.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's it's kind of cool. It makes these stones.
2: Yeah, I, <laughs> I, mean, I don't. What does it? It does do? make these stones. And have you ever seen the stones?
0: Uh, Here's what, I mean, I've seen like a not not in person, but I've seen like pictures of them.
2: Oh, you know, they got jars of them down in the GI lab.
0: You know, like that's great, Dr. Hilden. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic.
2: They do. They've got it looks like stones you'd go collecting on the seashore or something. They're these beautiful, colorful stones of various shapes and sizes. Oh. Hmm, look at that. Like a like a pearl, but much grosser. Yeah. Very much so. More if you didn't know what they were, you'd think they're beautiful. <laughs> All right. So gallbladder's nine. Okay. What else we got?
1: Ooh. Spleen.
2: So so here's the deal. Nobody, nobody <laughs> Nobody knows what the spleen does. I See? mean, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, nobody really totally. knows what the spleen does. So, so this is a number ten right here.
0: Number ten. Thank Am I you. giving you a ten? I Think no, you haven't. Yeah, no, we got eight, nine, ten. Omentum, gallbladder, <laughs> spleen. Spleen. <laughs> you know, You're going to you know, piss off some uh, hematologists here. Oh my here. god. Well,
2: yeah, seriously, but no, yeah, you, know, you can do without it as well. Although I'm sure it has a yeah. very important yeah. job in your in your immune system. And red cells and all that stuff, but you know it's a it is the often neglected organ even in internal medicine. <laughs> oh,
0: poor spleen. Oh,
2: the poor spleen. I don't know what it does
0: anyway. So. But then you like the spleen is also weird because you can get like little what are called splenules. Mm-hmm. Have you heard yeah. about that?
2: I've heard
1: that word before.
0: Yeah, it's like like little baby spleens that go growing. In, yeah,
2: they can. it can. It's thing.
1: it's a yeah. You like shoots or like. I don't know. Inside itself. <laughs>
0: it's just wow they're just there just like little spleens everywhere it's kind of gross they grow in the eyeball i think <laughs> you know what i don't know eyeball. that scares me though i think that it might if you have a, a splenule in your vitreous mm-hmm. no
2: nope, we don't want that i don't that. think they grow there i don't we think we don't they want do.
1: that okay. oh i'm not sure how to pronounce this one but i i'm gonna give it a shot cecum
2: oh your cecum oh did i get it right <laughs> you did yeah. nice yeah, you, you nailed it yeah uh <laughs> I do have to ask you about your about the, the G.I. tract situation. <laughs>
1: yes. I think it's overrepresented in this game. The G.I. tract is thing. Well, how many
0: internal organs are there? I mean, come on. It's like half no. of it's your G.I. tract. A
2: lot of them. Well, now we're down to subunits of your G.I. tract. I mean, your C. Your C comes the... Most proximal part of your large intestine or your colon. So we're so it's a it's right where your small intestine hits your you know you know your large oh, intestine where your the, appendix hangs off of there. Yeah,
1: there's a valve.
2: The, yeah, there is the ileocecal valve. Yeah, you got I remember it.
1: that because he uh, asked our two year old to say that once.
2: Ileocecal valve. Yeah, well, yeah. You're, this is, I, I like the vocabulary you're going with. Absolutely. With okay, honey, say ileocecal <laughs> and now. She did.
1: She, she was did. like she freakishly good at language, and so he gave her that as like a like a. See, you
0: she know, can do it.
1: Stretch one, but yeah, she did it.
2: Well, where I don't do even you... know where I should put this. I don't even know what numbers
0: I you have. Got, you got three, five, six, and seven.
2: You know, I'm going six because I, I you know, okay. I'm hoping to have the gastroenterologist buy me around at Happy Hour or something. There you <laughs> go. All right. <laughs> Well, stomach. <laughs> I think we need to talk about the intestinal tract with a certain ophthalmologist. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Stomach. We're going. We're going seven. Not quite as high okay. as the cecum. All right. Because it's a disgusting situation. <laughs> it's just gross. But you do need one. You do need yeah. one. That's true. You do but need I, yeah. One. It's... But it's just a churning point for disgustingness. Yeah. It
1: seems like it causes a lot of problems. You know, you got your. Yeah, reflux issues and ulcers.
2: Yeah, It does all that yeah. stuff, all that. Although when you look inside of it, it's quite pretty. On a you know, uh, you know, when it doesn't have food, mm. yeah, you know, it's just beautiful kind of pinkish thing when it's a healthy looking one. So it it is it's quite nice. There
0: you go. I have never
1: at. considered what the inside of a stomach might it look is, like.
0: It is cool oh. to watch like an upper endoscopy, and you 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 go and you see all the mm. the things inside of it.
2: It's like when I was fits. trying to watch my. Well,
0: no, not at that point. Usually, it's all cleared out. But
2: oh, sure. You know. No, yeah, yeah. We make people cleared out, and then it's as beautiful as the day we're born. The inside <laughs> of the thing and it looks lovely. And and you know, Katie Couric watched her own colonoscopy on the, yes. the Today Show once, and so I tried to do that. You know, oh. and and I and of course you know I'm in my own facility, and so I know the nurse, I know the doctor about That's to do the, to do the thing, and I said I'm gonna watch this thing. You know, I'm, I'm gonna watch this thing. And so How'd they, they said, okay, count backwards from a hundred. You know, because we're going to give you some, some anesthesia or some sedatives. I didn't even get to, like, 97. I,
0: I was yeah. asleep for the whole thing, so I
2: didn't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, you sure, you'll, get to yeah. sure you will
0: Hopefully are. they recorded it for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, I think we're escaping we, GI tract. We got
0: two more. Yes. You got three and five.
1: We're escaping... I think i them right.
0: <laughs> Actually, you're doing quite well, It's the definitive honest. list. It,
2: it,
1: it, He's getting them right. It's his is. own opinion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Okay, the liver.
2: Number three, hmm. number three. So we got heart, said with kidney. Confidence. Oh yeah, with confidence. That's the other thing. Cause the liver, you know, the whole Prometheus story and all that, you know, Prometheus and his liver regenerated and it was eaten by birds and all that. And the liver can kind of regrow and it does also about six or seven things. And so anything that does like multiple duties like that.
1: Sure, when the spleen can regrow, no one likes it. No one cares about the spleen. Did you know the liver could regrow?
0: Did you know that? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Yeah, yeah, it
2: cool. can. I mean, it's not like you're supposed but that's what happened to, you know, in mythology, Prometheus yeah. steals fire from Zeus and his liver, you know, he gets a lifetime of his liver. But it is an actual true thing that your liver can be partially transplanted and it can, the cells can regrow, unlike your heart and your kidney. And yeah. under. Right. Your liver can do that. And it does so many things. I think a little bit of it's my own practice here. I see a ton of liver disease. And so mm-hmm. I see what happens when your liver doesn't. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I'm on the record saying we should have two livers instead of a spleen. I'm just.
2: We should have two livers, and there's space over there in the left side of the body. You know, the liver's over on your right side. They, right. they could. That's
0: what I'm saying. Could, yeah.
2: There you right. go. You're yeah. right.
0: What, what is
1: the liver the only one that can do that?
0: That can regenerate?
2: regenerate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It can actually grow back pretty well. I'm trying to think of. Well, your intestinal walls can. Here's a, 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 anything that can get cancer basically, are things that can regrow because their cells are, are growing. You don't hear about heart mm. cancer very much, do you? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the cells aren't really growing that much. But you hear about liver right. cancer, intestinal cancer, colon cancer. So the intestines Interesting. can. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. There you go. All right. All right, last one. This
0: is a doozy.
2: Pancreas. Oh, Pancreas. So yeah, that's so whatever what number do I got left? Slot
0: slotted in five. five for you. Yeah, I
2: think that's probably pretty good. Since we have like five things in the GI tract, <laughs> and the pancreas is two. I think it comes in top among the
0: GI tract
2: organs. All right, perfect.
0: All right, so here's your list: heart, okay. kidney, liver, lung, singular, <laughs> pancreas, cecum, <laughs> stomach, <laughs> omentum, gallbladder, spleen. Yeah, there I think you that's go. a there good list. It. That's he a stands good stands by it. The definitive rankings here. I
2: know. And I'm gonna have to with apologies to all my gastroenterology <laughs> colleagues, including the eight of them who work for me. You
0: know <laughs> Oh, ask. I bet they don't even care about the omentum themselves. Come on. Like uh, they don't let's be honest. They
2: don't care about the omentum. So have you taught your kids about the momentum? I, mean,
0: I, you I don't them think about I the have. I don't think
1: we've done that one.
0: That's that's high on my list of parenting things to <laughs> we'll do. We'll talk
1: about it tonight at dinner.
2: Yeah, that's and right. if they can slip it into a sentence, you know, that would be really good if you're I can't even slip it into a sentence and you ask me about it. But if you can get your kid to they're they're this well on their
1: way. It really looks like momentum, dad. <laughs>
0: yes. Right. Exactly. Yes,
2: they're well on their way to a fulfilling life if they can do that at age 2. <gasps>
0: Oh man, well, oh, we, we should probably wrap things up. All right. All right. Um, Although I, I do want to hear more um, stories from Minnesota at some point. So we'll have to have you come back sometime. Yeah, but, great
2: hanging out with you guys. You know? Yeah. And, and you should come to, if you come to Minnesota, I'll show you around. You need to ice fish. I
0: yeah, think we're going to have uh, to go ice fishing, okay. I think. All right. Fine. Maybe <laughs> I will come to Duluth in, 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 February. in February. Yeah. Bucket
1: I bet that's thing. the best ice fishing in the world. <laughs>
0: What kinda of, what are we what are we catching when we go ice fishing? Walleye.
2: Oh, walleye. It's the state fish of Minnesota. Okay. Come
0: on now. All right. It's good eating. You lightly
2: it. bread it, you fry it up. It's really good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, um, uh, so your the podcast is uh healthy matters. 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 And healthy healthy you can matters find podcast. it at
2: healthymatters.org Um and uh or Proverbial, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: That's right. There go. Healthy Matters, check it out. I, I've been on. Oh, we, oh, we do that together, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, we were on Healthy Matters. That's that right. That was when we first met.
2: Loads of people have listened to the two of you, and, oh. and I appreciate you being on the uh, being on the Healthy oh, Matters great podcast time. and for having me on here.
0: that was a great time, and uh, also you're on Twitter or X. I am I Dr. David called.
2: Hilden. Yeah, I think it's called X.
0: Dr. David Hilden. Anything else you want to promote? Uh, uh, just Hennepin County Hospital. Yeah, if you're
2: ever in Minnesota, you know, uh, I would like to tell people, you know, look out for your county hospitals. You know, we have a hashtag around here that we just all kind of know with a wink, you know, hashtag county. Um, You've got loads of people, not just in this city, but in every city Mm -hmm. across the country who are doing um, really wonderful work for people who deserve the best care that this country can offer. And people are doing great health care everywhere, but just a big shout out to those who are doing it at a safe
0: hospital. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks a lot, David. Good talking to you. Good talking to you both. Thanks. Right, well, see you next time. Okay. Let's take a look at a medical story that was sent in by one of our listeners. Today we have a story from Anne. Uh, the title is possums and eyeballs should not mix. <laughs> that's that's really, I mean, that's you want to, get catch, us to click on that. You catch my attention. All right. Uh, throw in some eyeballs and a, a wild animal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. A couple months after getting LASIK surgery in the '90s, which is like early days of LASIK, mm-hmm. so this is like yeah, pretty early on. Uh, she's uh, Anne says I still have a vivid memory of the smell of burning eyeballs, but I digress.
1: Oh no, is that a thing? You know what? Not or maybe as it was much then.
0: Now, yeah. Uh, there we don't. Uh, there is uh, what's called ablation of the yeah. eye tissue.
1: We basically like solder it. <laughs>
0: Sure. Come get your eyeballs soldered. Two thousand dollars an eye. My husband and I were getting ready to go out to a movie. It was Saturday night around eight PM. I was a wildlife carer and had just finished feeding a baby possum. At this age, possums are called back riders because they love riding around on mum's back. The closest experience they can get to back riding while in care is to ride around on their humans' head. <laughs> This, however, is not encouraged as having their needle-like claws in close proximity to your face is fraught with danger, as you can imagine. Sure. I suspect you can see where this story is going. I was careful not to let the little guy climb onto my head, but the instinct was hard to suppress. Anyway, I was having trouble getting him back in the cage uh, at, on this night. He was nocturnal. He was happy and he wanted company. I almost got, to the, got the door closed on his cage when he leapt off the cage from my head. He made it across and grappled me for purchase, oh, no. but one of his claws hooked straight onto my eyeball uh. and tore away the corneal flap uh. from the LASIK. Not great.
1: Just undid her LASIK. Not
0: great. Well, didn't undo it, but let's see where the story goes. I managed to extricate him from my head, check that he didn't have the flap still hanging from his claw. It's hard to do. Those things are small. And place him back into the cage without further incident. Then I headed to the emergency room at a nearby hospital in quite a bit of discomfort. i that's a massive I understatement. So. I enjoyed self serve laughing gas for an hour <laughs> or so while we waited for the it's not a bad idea, actually. Self serve. I haven't even thought uh, about that.
1: Yeah, you haven't getting some nitrous not? in
0: there for because some people You're are very a bad anxious. Night.
1: Just, you some people may are as well very, get something out of
0: it. Some people are very anxious about, about their eyeballs. eyeballs yeah. Um, for a while, while we waited for the on-call ophthalmologist to arrive from her dinner party in formal wear, <laughs> it does sound like an that ophthalmologist. Is, um, that sounds like yeah,
1: she's uh, well
0: because you know when an ophthalmo- an on-call ophthalmologist like we never
1: you don't expect to go we in. We ever
0: expect to go in. Oh, I know. I'm sure that ophthalmologist got a call like, hey,
1: got a possum.
0: This 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 patient <laughs> just hey, had Lasik, patient. uh and um, uh, there was a possum accident. <laughs>
1: Say no more. <laughs> Say
0: no more. Uh, okay. We apologized from wrecking her night. Uh, first of all, you don't have to apologize. Right, yeah, ma- I
1: think the possum wrecked make, yeah, your night. Make
0: the possum apologize. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, turns out the corneal flap was still attached by its hinge, which does make sense, but had flipped over. So the underside was rubbing up against my eyelid and was otherwise undamaged. Very lucky. So she flipped it back into the correct position, doused it with eye drops, applied a patch, and admitted me overnight for observation. My vision was a bit cloudy as dust and other muck had been caught under the flap, but I otherwise recovered well. A few weeks later, the surgeon was able to lift the flap, ablate the area clean with the LASIK laser, reinforcing my distaste for the smell of burning eyeball, and reattach it. My vision improved slightly as the first LASIK correction hadn't been quite perfect. Oh, great.
1: <laughs> Silver Plus, lining. <laughs>
0: the surgeon had a cool story <laughs> to present at his next conference, so it was a win-win. And the, cro- the possum grew big and fat and was eventually released.
1: <laughs> a happy ending all around.
0: Yeah, so those <laughs> those LASIK flaps, so it, it is a flap. So you basically, you you cut a flap that has a hinge, so you can kind of, you can lift up. What you do is you cut the flap, you lift it up over it, kind of like a- This
1: makes me nauseous.
0: Kind of like a, um, like a, a waffle it's a, iron. Because it's a
1: flap of the eyeball
0: you know how a waffle iron has a hinge like you open it yeah 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 Yeah, that's what it is and then you ablate use the laser to change to to remove tissue from the cornea changing the shape of it Mm -hmm. allowing you to see better and then you replace the flap
1: what you just described is horrifying
0: no it's not that this is
1: torture it's fine you cut some you turn someone's eyeball into a waffle iron you burn it a little sure and you glue it back
0: down okay but they see 2020 the next day all right so it's fine and you don't glue it you just put it back and it heals but that's what can happen whenever uh with anything any kind of trauma possum claw or otherwise is it can like lift up the flap again and you don't want that so that's that was what happened fortunately maybe you
1: should have glued it down
0: well, sometimes you do. In fact, that second time, I wouldn't surprise me if they did put a couple of sutures in there. Cause if you have a traumatic flap dislocation, sometimes it's better to just suture it and keep it down, but maybe not. Anyway, that's, that's LASIK flaps. I didn't expect us to be talking about that, but
1: <laughs> neither did I. That's
0: a great story. Thank you, Anne. And uh, good, good work with the possum. Um, you know i mean
1: yeah, i'm impressed. surviving
0: the or, or with her eye raising the possum and
1: just cut open that she was able to
0: yeah just
1: put the possum back <laughs>
0: yeah seriously it's like oh <laughs> man this is this is if you have any stories let us know any possum related <laughs> or, or not uh knock knock hi at human-content.com um
1: you know, now we're gonna get a bunch of possum interacts with leech stories.
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, always good to talk with Dr. Hilden.
1: Yes, he's he's a fun guy. I wish I had as much energy as Minnesota
0: he does. to the core.
1: Oh yes. It's great. Yeah.
0: I want to hear more Minnesota uh, State Fair stories.
1: I bet he's got a ton.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I bet the. Uh, um, I, did you? Did we ever go to the Iowa Fair?
1: I did, yeah, I don't for, think I ever for made work. It. I had to like work at a booth did for you, my organization.
0: Did you eat some of the 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 things? I mean Turkey I legs, must have but I don't remember. Yeah. Did you I, enjoy it? Did you have fun?
1: Well I was working. I don't working. know, I didn't get yeah. to go for funsies.
0: Right. So gotcha. Yeah.
1: yeah but yeah it was quite the sight to see like there's a lot of people there
0: does oregon have a state fair
1: yeah i don't think it's anywhere near as big
0: you can't you cannot compete with midwestern state fairs yeah i mean texas is fine too but man, but
1: like per capita like texas it. is like three times the size of minnesota so if Minnesota's right there behind That's it impressive
0: absolutely yeah let us uh give us some state fair stories lots of ways to hit us up knock knock hi at human-content.com we're on all the social media platforms you can hang out with us and our human content podcast family on instagram and tiktok at human content pods i am focused on this outro right now i am killing it already you're
1: talking about family like they're just yes dysfunctional (laughs) christmas or something
0: (laughs) we love our family that's great. We got several families. Um, and uh, thank you to all the wonderful listeners leaving feedback and reviews. We love to see those nice reviews. If you subscribe and comment on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube, and give you a shout out. Like Delaney H on Apple said, absolutely spectacular. The balance of humor with medical topics is so well done. And Dr. and Lady G do such a good job making content that is accessible to all ages, trainings, and backgrounds. We're trying to do I do not have enough good things to say and will definitely be a listener for as long as they continue to make episodes. I look forward to listening every time an episode comes out and appreciate the work they do bringing medical outreach topics to patients and healthcare workers across the world. That is so kind. That is Thank really you, Delaney nice. H. I appreciate that. And um, uh, I'm just glad people aren't tired of me talking about eyeballs yet. So,
1: you know. Well, some of them are.
0: Sometimes I feel like I overdo it a bit. Maybe not.
1: Are, you, okay. lo- are you looking at me to verify contradict that
0: <laughs> full video episodes of this uh, podcast are up every week on my YouTube channel at D and Flecken we also have a Patreon our other family we got our real families mm-hmm. we got our uh, our um, extended families uh-huh. we got our podcast family okay and we have our Patreon family what other families do we have
1: I was gonna ask you that you, you're lots on a roll of,
0: yeah I know lots of families we
1: got a possum awesome family
0: those are out there. <laughs> sure. Uh, lots. Our Patreon has lots of cool perks, bonus episodes where we react to medical shows and movies. You can hang out with us and other members of the Knock Knock High community. Early ad-free episode access, interactive Q&A, live stream events. Much more. Patreon.com slash Glock and Flecken or go to our website, com. I know. Of,
1: I know what other family we have. What? Work family.
0: But that's us. I know. We are family. That's
1: why it's, it's like a, it's, it's pun adjacent. Oh,
0: gotcha. All right. I'm, I'm so glad you you brought that back. Speaking of Patreon community perks, new member shout out to Muhammad K. Welcome Muhammad. Shout out to all the Jonathans as always. Patrick, Lucia C, Sharon S, Omar, Edward K, Stephen G, Jonathan F, Marion W, Mr. Granddaddy, Caitlin C, Brianna L, Dr. J, Rossbox, Chaver W, Leah D, K, L, Rachel L, and Peace, Keith G, J.J.H., Abby H, Derek N, Jonathan A, Mark, Mary H, Susanna F, Mohammed, K, and Pink, Pink Macho. Macho.
1: Did you do that all in one breath? I did. You were turning a little red there at the end. I'd like for low. us to get... I was
0: getting low on air.
1: I know. I'd like for us to get enough Jonathans that you pass out.
0: Oh, we don't want that. <laughs> I've done enough of that in my life.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll at least have to take a second
0: breath. That's that's fair. Patreon roulette. Random shout out to someone on the emergency medicine tier. We have Sax Daddy. Whoa. Sax Daddy. Thank you for being a patron, Sax Daddy. I like your name. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. We're your hosts, Will and Kristen Flannery. Sax Daddy. <laughs> That's <laughs> so good. Also known as the Glock and Fleckens, special thanks to our guest. Do you think he plays the sax?
1: I hope so.
0: Okay. Special thanks to our guest, Dr. David Hilden. Our executive producers are Will Flannery, Kristen Flannery, Aaron Corny, Rob Goldman, and Shanti Brook. Is like a childhood nickname that he was given?
1: I don't think so. Probably not. It doesn't sound like a childhood nickname kind of thing.
0: It seems like I, I would have, if I had a friend who played the saxophone in like middle school band. Well, sure. Might call him Sax Daddy. Yeah. But anyway. he would have
1: had to play the saxophone.
0: Uh, reach out, Sax Daddy. And <laughs> Tell let us, us the origin give story. Give us the origin of Sax Daddy. Um, our editor and engineer is Jason Portizer. Our music is by Omer Bens-V. Did v Did I get everybody? I think I did. To learn about our Knock Knock High's program disclaimer, ethics, policy, submission, verification, licensing, terms, and HIPAA release terms, GlockenFleken.com is where you can find all that. Uh, reach out to us at knock, knock High at human-content.com with any questions, concerns, or fun medical puns. Knock Knock High is a human content production. Hey, Kristen, you ready for the holidays?
1: I am. I'm excited, but I'm also a little nervous because it's a really busy time of year. Yeah,
0: we don't have time to do anything. I know. And it's really hard for physicians around the holidays.
1: Yeah, everybody trying to sneak in before January. (laughs) Everybody.
0: (laughs) Everybody wants an appointment. And so you're just, you're pressed for time. You have to multitask and just try to get it, fit it all in. That's right. You know, with work and with home life and everything. But you know what helps? What's that? Dax.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Saves you some time.
0: The nuance. Dragon, Ambient Experience, or DAX for short. It's it's great. It sits in the room with you and helps you with the documentation burden. So it's like one less thing you have to think about.
1: Yeah. And it helps you connect with your patients better, which is always really important, especially around the holidays.
0: Absolutely. We need to, to turn attention back to the patient physician relationship. And uh, you should ask for it. Ask your company for yeah. DAX. Like, who wouldn't want a little Dax, like a little Jonathan? Right. Just hanging out with you around the holidays? Yeah. It's fantastic. To learn more about the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience, or Dax, visit Nuance.com slash Discover Dax. That's N-U-A-N-C-E dot com slash Discover D-A-X.